did you accomplish everything on your vision board this year? Mm-hmm. Were you one of those people that was just, I mean, just killing it, just like knocking out those goals? I mean, checking it off the list left and right. Is that you? Or were you like uh, millions of us who just felt like we kept falling short? Like we just couldn't, couldn't get it, couldn't get it together. So today we're going to talk about that feeling of emptiness, that feeling of falling short and what we can do with that in light of what we should have or could have or would have done. So stick around and we're going to talk about God's plan for our emptiness. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And today we are talking all about Hevel. 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 Anyway. Uh, <laughs> can't do it. But before we get into what that means and what we're talking about, uh, we just want to give a shout out to our inner circle. Thank you for rocking with us all 2021. Yes. Um, we have had an inner circle since 2019. It's crazy. So it's, it's three years old. It's still a baby. It's still, still a baby. We you know, still kind of learn how to walk. Just and eating talk. solid food. You know what I mean? We're just getting there. <laughs> um, but if you've been a part of our inner circle for any part of the past three years, thank you so much. You have been a blessing. And if you'd like to learn more about becoming a part of our inner circle, stick around. We're going to tell you how to do it. Yes. And also, thank you so much to those of you who have newly subscribed, who yes, are watching so and listening from all over the world. We know some of you are, I mean, I don't even know where some of you are, but we've got folks in Africa. We've got folks in India, Australia. Europe. Other places that I can't think of all yeah. of them right now, but thank you for listening and watching. It really does mean a lot that you are taking time to connect to Living Truth through this podcast. That's so. what I'm talking about. All, all right. right, let's get to it. You go ahead. All take right. us off. So first off, the word hevel, hevel. So if you read uh, most translations, it says in um, Ecclesiastes, right? It says all things are vanity, vanity, all things are vanity, or um, mm. it's like chasing after the wind. So this idea of hevel is like grasping after smoke because in um, the Jewish language, all of their like figures of speech were very like tangible. Like you could, you could see an example of what that meant. And so this idea of Hevel is like grasping after nothing and, and working really hard to grab onto something that you can never hold on to. And so when Kylie Joe said earlier, she said Hevel earlier, that's what she was talking about. Um, But we're talking about this idea of that emptiness of, of falling short and how do we respond in that emptiness? And guys, personally, Guys and girls. This is not a guy girl thing. People, human <laughs> beings. Um, we've had a lot of setbacks this year. Mm. Uh, normally on social media, you only see the the highlight reel. You see yeah. all the things that, that have gone right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but y'all, there have been some things where we have just, I'll speak for myself. You, you can comment if you want, but I, okay. I'll speak for myself. There have been things where I have just hung my head and been like, I, I'm not good yes, at this. Yes, absolutely. I'm yes, terrible 100%. At this. Wait, are you saying oh, about what? me? Are you, <laughs> dang. Dang, she's going to back that truck up. And I mean, you just over. set it up so nicely. It I was, was like, good. It was good. Thank you. <laughs> um, like, uh, we didn't have a vision board this, this past year. Yes, and I'm still upset about it. Not going to lie. Like, our vision board from 2020 is still like, hanging still up in the it. office. Right we did get a lot of that and done. We, we did. In, in 20. 20- it was like, oh, my gosh, like, in the midst of pandemic and all this stuff. But it was like we took that momentum of accomplishing those things mm-hmm. in 2020 and was like, yeah, this is good enough for next year. I think we're good. <laughs> you know, I mean, we did I'm some happy stuff. with the way I look. <laughs> uh, there were, um, that lack of vision, that lack of, of, um, purpose sometimes in, mm. in direction. Um, it seemed as though for myself, like there was this emptiness of like, I'm not sure what, 
I've accomplished or what I should be accomplishing because mm-hmm. I don't have anything in front of me saying, hey, you should be working towards this thing. Yeah. Uh, and we did a lot of verbal affirmations and verbal yes. um, vision casting. Yes. But it wasn't it wasn't as concrete. It wasn't as solid. And there was just a sense of like, man, I messed up. Like, well, yeah. And we and failed. Even in the areas of like, I will say not not to sound weird or new agey, but like even in like taking a quantum leap of, wow, like look how far we went in this short amount of time and look all of these things we were able to do. Shout out Scott Bakula. Um, yes. Anyway. Even with that, there was still that sense of like, oh, I'm not, not doing enough. Like that, that, yeah. that word enough. Like what is enough um, in terms of accomplishment or success or mm-hmm. fulfillment? Yeah. And we experienced that. And I think, yeah. like you said, social media encourages us and almost like pressures us. Don't you dare. And the only reason you should ever expose your weaknesses if you can capitalize on it Come or on. you can commercialize it and find that camaraderie to sell somebody something. That's right. And, you know, if you just want to get out there and just say, look, I didn't actually make a vision board or do any of the things I wanted to do this year. I mean, what, you can't you can't profit off of that. Yeah. Because if you're someone who has a, a large circle of influence, your people are going to be like, wait, what? Like, like how- we didn't sign up for this. We, we're, you're we're supposed not- to be motivating us and encouraging us with all of Boo. your success. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to hear that. Like, well, what if Will Smith got on his like Instagram and started he, saying, hey, he does though. He Will does. Smith, he's, he's, he's pretty trans. Yeah. He does some good stuff. But like we, we felt like, and we have felt that pressure of like, well, we have to share the stuff that's like, yeah, look what we're doing and look at the great things instead of like, yeah, our house is messy and laundry's everywhere and our kids are super like disorganized and, and not happy. To, well, and one of the things that I think contributed to that feeling of loss for me personally was uh, physical um, like weight challenges. Come on. Y'all stop. No, I can't. I gotta, I gotta, gotta let it out. I gotta, I gotta, gotta let, let it out. out. I gotta let it out. <laughs> gotta vent. Um, <laughs> no, this idea of being in really good physical shape in 2020. Yes. Because we didn't have a whole lot of places to go. So we went to the gym, we went home, we walked we were a so lot. healthy. Um, no, a lot of places were closes. So we're closes closed. So we were walking <laughs> a lot. The um, grammar store was closes. <laughs> <laughs> they opens is tomorrow. Uh, but that was silly. Um, but then when we moved, uh, had access to all sorts of vittles y'all was eating just lavishly listen when you haven't had doordash uh, when it's not just, available in your area and then you move somewhere where you can just pick up a phone and just get that like i don't have to cook what's a grocery store <laughs> no better yet i'll have them deliver the groceries to me uh-huh it's and dangerous. you know what now that they're here i don't even feel like cooking them so i'm gonna have somebody bring me some pre-cooked food while i look at my refrigerator full Stop of food. It. Stop. so so physical goals set back and mm-hmm. you start to feel that like like you start to feel like a failure. Like you start to um, feel the weight. Well, and um, I think <laughs> feel the weight literally. But sorry no, I, about I, your weight. I think even that doesn't happen in the moment because no. in the moment you're feeling the comfort and the convenience, which is a whole other sermon. Come on. You feel that like oh that wow, bit. like this is this feels good. This feels right, right? This just feels right to have Chipotle right now. It feels and Duncan. I mean, let's just go pick it up. Just, just order it mobile. Go pick it up. Why not throw a few donuts in there? Like, let's just, what, what's going to, what's the harm? Yeah. Um, but then when you do that for 20 days in a row, mm-hmm. you may not realize it right then. But then when you look back at say, you know, your, your timeline, what is it? The memories that pop up yeah, or your pants. I love size. how Facebook does that. <laughs> yeah. Your pants. Or you go to put pants on that you wore two months ago and you're like, wait a second. Something's I know the pants didn't change. Right. I didn't wash these on hot. <laughs> so like you, you don't realize it in the moment always, but then you yeah. look back and you're like, oh, wait, hold on a second. There was once a vision for well, how and, this should be. And it, that comfort that you're, you're speaking of, it, it's cyclical. Like it feeds mm. that, that need for comfort feeds itself with, with the despair and with the regret because you start to feel 
like, man, I, I'm messing up. I feel like a failure. So now I need to seek comfort in order to fulfill me in this moment where I feel like a failure. Yeah. But the thing that I'm seeking comfort in is leading me further down the path that I don't want to be on. Mm-hmm. And so you start to like, like fall down this like self um, pity situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this, the pity ministry is strong Ooh, yeah. in, in your situation. Yeah. And so um, I felt like that not only with weight, with parenting stuff mm. um, and parenting is one of those things that it's so like, even between a uh, husband and wife, it can be so touchy sometimes Yeah. when you're like, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. but I'm too afraid to admit it. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, want, I need help, but I don't want to admit that I need help because then I have to go back and apologize to everybody in the house for doing the things that I did mm-hmm. wrong. And then I just feel like I'm bad at what I'm doing. And that has mm-hmm. happened so many times this past year for, for myself, like just dealing with my own nonsense and seeing that reflected in my children yeah. and being like, ah, yeah, I messed that up. Yeah. But then what, from, for me, my reaction then is to, further disconnect mm-hmm. and to be like, you know what? Well, if I'm doing it wrong already, then I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. And so that's been something that I've had to struggle and fight against Yeah. because it, it leads me further down that thing. Cause then what do I need to fill that void of like, well, I'm messing up. Cause nobody wants to be the bad guy. Nobody wants to tell themselves like, Hey, I'm bad at things and I'm okay with that. And I'm just going to sit in this. No, like, okay, I messed up. So now I have to find something good to point my focus mm. on, like something to fulfill this, this emptiness. Yeah. Well, and, and so. I, I tend to go on the, on the side of like making up for the errors, like repaying back, even if it's not yeah. a matter of like, Hey kids, mommy messed this up and now I'm going to make it up to you. But in my mind, I think it, it became more conscious mm-hmm. in this season of like, Oh, I'm doing that only because I feel bad about that. Mm. And I'm not, my kids may not make that connection, but even so, this is a pattern that I don't want to repeat. And so I remember coming to that realization of like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm only doing this thing because I don't want my kids to realize the bad thing. Whereas but in seasons past, it was like, kids, mommy messed up. Kid, this, look what I did wrong. Like, yeah. not in a way of like self-loathing or- Self-deprecation. Um, de- no, no, no. Yeah, none of that. It was in an honest, transparent, confessional, missional type of parenting. Yeah. But in the comfort of other things, like it's like when you get cushy, like mm-hmm. you sit in a nice, like soft couch and you're like, oh, well, that, I don't want to get up. That's right. Can somebody else bring me the remote? Can you give me, <laughs> hey, while you're in there? I need some chips. And so it becomes this lazy. Yeah, right. It's like <laughs> I'm lazy now in a lot of the things. And that was a realization I'd had. I was like, oh, mm. man, I'm getting super lazy with this parenting thing. Like I'm just yeah. doing what's easiest. And my wonderful husband and, and like the leadership that he has is like, babe you're only doing this because, or like, I see you doing this in this way, but you don't do it in this way. And, and the Holy spirit going, it's because you're lazy. That's why he's saying that. <laughs> but like that, those are things that I, I honestly, I can look at it and say, man, that, that I failed at that. Yeah. And that like at the end of the year where we are now, the end of 2021, um, it's so easy to look back, especially when you didn't start off strong and look back and recount all the ways that you failed. Mm-hmm. And when you experience um, perspective of failure in your, in your worldview, right, you have to reconcile, like, this is what I wanted. This is where I achieved. <laughs> like, up here is where I wanted to be. Down here is where I achieved. Yeah. Um, and so I either have to make excuses. I have to make mm. a game plan. I have to do something to reconcile and to cope. Blame with, somebody. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a way that um, in order to move forward without living in complete, like, depression, right, mm-hmm. without accepting the, that bad feeling uh, because nobody wants to just feel bad. And so there have been ways also, not only have I um, done the wrong thing and fallen short, but then I've responded incorrectly 
with incorrect coping mechanisms. Come on. Um, and so, y'all, this isn't just confession. We're getting to the Jesus, but we, we got to set this up because um, I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, but you need to know that this is, this is common. Mm-hmm. And so some of the things that, that I've uh, started to notice in myself in those moments of failure is adopting a negative bias where I only see the bad things in my situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I stub my toe and all of a sudden I always stub my toe. It's like, you did that once. <laughs> like, why is it, you know what I mean? Taking yeah. that one instance and then, well, everything's gone wrong now. And, mm. and I always mess this up and I'm always doing this. And it, it's this voice of the enemy. It's this voice of uh, the flesh that's trying to defeat me in those moments and trying to, to lead me down this path of destruction. Mm-hmm. And it happens so yeah. easily. Well, and I will say this, the reason I know this is human and this isn't just something that like Nick deals with or I deal with. Our seven, is he seven? Yeah, he's seven. He'll, yeah. he'll be eight next month. Our seven-year-old. So mm-hmm. we did, we've done the GAPS um, protocol. If you know what that is, you know how incredibly difficult it is to do it. And then to do it with children. Yeah, little ones. With the lifestyle that we live is so incredibly challenging. And I don't recommend it for you to try this <laughs> just like, just spur the moment. Just but, all willy-nilly. Um, we decided to do this with our kids before the holidays. Again, super difficult time to do it. We do hard things. And yes. And our seven-year-old one day, we were like, buddy, remember, we're not eating sugar. We're not eating any grains, Mm -hmm. like none. And he went in this meltdown, this spiraling meltdown. And you never let us have sugar. And we never get to have any. We've never, you never let us have bread. This was literally day three (laughs) of not, and and our, our children have always eaten things like sugar Mm -hmm. and wheat. And like, we've done, like, this is normal for them. And so, but the, the instantaneous shifting to, mm-hmm. well, you never let me have this. It's like, wait a second, hold on. That's just your flesh. And I said, I said, this, honey, this is your, this is your body speaking. Mm-hmm. This is your flesh crying out because it wants something. Yeah. But I think that speaks to how natural it is for us to just go to that place of like, you know, God says no to something or we fail at something. I always fail at this and I yes. all, I never get what I want and nothing ever works out the mm. way that it should for me. That pity, that pity party. This is one time. Yeah. And you start to wallow in that. Like it's mm-hmm. easy to wallow in, in pity and it's, it's so easy. It's such human nature. It's the, the prodigal son eating with the pigs Whew. and staying there and being like, well, I, did, I don't deserve anything better than this. Mm. Um, and so we, we see that in our human nature pop up over and it's happened so many times where um, we've responded in that way. Um, another way is lowering expectations. Mm-hmm. I've seen that in myself of like, all right, well, I said I was going to do this consistently, but now I've only done it twice this week. So instead <laughs> of next week being like, all right, I'm going to get back on it every day. Like, well, I'm going to try to do it two times next mm-hmm. week. And it starts, I start to lower that bar because I don't want to feel bad about not hitting the goal. Yeah. And so I start to lower the expectations on myself. Yeah. And so I don't know. That's, I think we did that with the 75 hard, honestly. Like we did the 75 hard challenge. We, now we did complete it on a technicality a couple of times, but we got it done. But there were times where I was, I didn't want to finish it. I'll be, I'll just be 100% with you. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's just quit. It's not <laughs> worth it. Nobody, we're not being graded. No, and I, I remember saying, I was like, nobody else has this pressure on us we're doing it to ourselves <laughs> but i remember a few times being like well you know what i mean like 45 minutes of exercise but you know what that 45 minutes of exercise was walking up and down this one hill mm-hmm. in our driveway yeah that's a steep hill I'm, I'm not even gonna lie but like to me like the reason i didn't want to keep doing it is because i was like well, we already lowered like to me we lowered the expectation mm-hmm. and i was like well if we keep going down from there it's just gonna <laughs> be like well we're just walking back and forth in the hallway like that and I felt like there were times where I was like, let's just quit because there's no point 
Yeah. We've already taken it down from where we wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. When really, if, if we were to have a healthier perspective at the time, it's like, maybe we set the bar too high for ourselves to start out with instead of having that grace of like, well, we, this is the physical activity. It doesn't always have to look this way. Exactly. Understanding that walking up and down a driveway is still walking. For sure is. That heart rate got up. Because we would still get like, what, oh over gosh. a mile, maybe like two miles we'd yes. still get in. And in, you know, 45 feet. I never, I, I don't ever <laughs> want to walk the driveway again. <laughs> I'll, try to, I'll try to drive you up every time. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, lowering expectations was, is, was common this past year. Um, also, the, the aggrandizing other people's success, like, and being people that have social media, um, person, not personas, but a social media presence, mm-hmm. it's so easy sometimes to um, buy into social media yeah. and be like, hey, we put all this stuff out knowing that we're putting out stuff to get your attention so that you'll watch and so that yeah. you'll listen to the good stuff that we have. Yeah. Um, but sometimes we see other people's successes and we're like, that must be how their whole life is. Yeah. See, everything's going great for them. And they just did this and this. And then they got all these wonderful uh, accolades this year. And look what, you know, we didn't do anything. Yeah. And it's so easy to aggrandize other people's success and start to compare yourself to other people. Yeah. When you don't realize a lot of times you have to have those private victories. Yes. And private failures mm-hmm. because you don't, I mean, you don't want to have the failures, all of them in public. So we need to have those private failures and successes and there are other people having those. And maybe that yeah. person that posted that thing, they've had a, a, you know, a thousand private failures and 10,000 private successes they never shared anything about. But you see the one and you think that's a representation and a comparative um, for you to have about your own success. When, mm-hmm. And it's hard to not fall into that because yeah. we are present on social media and um, not just with friends, but family business associates. I yeah. mean, people you maybe met one time, but you're seeing like, oh man, people are in a, that are in a similar industry. I think that's mm-hmm. one thing that for creatives, especially, especially right now, because COVID has made it so much more common for us to go to social media yeah. for connection. And so we look at those other content creators. We look at those other people in the same industry and say, oh wow, how did they get so many followers? And I, and I, but I only have, yeah. when, when it's not, that's that's a false understanding of your worth and your value and your effectuality. Is that a right? Is that a right word? Effect, effectualness. Effectual healing. No, oh, no, no, that's not appropriate not effectual, at all. Effectual healing. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think one of the biggest ones this past year, one of the biggest um, coping mechanisms or uh, wrong ways to process failure or, or process disappointment uh, for me has been distraction because mm-hmm. uh, I don't have to process my feelings if I can distract myself from them. I don't True. have to process my, my shortcomings or my laziness or my, my anger or my frustration or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. If in the moment I can just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to cook something to eat or I'm going to jump on my computer or I'm going to look at, uh, you know, social media or I'm going to, you know, there's all yeah. these, these outlets. Yeah. I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to, whatever it is, instead of actually like dealing in the moment, mm-hmm. it's, it's seeking satisf- satisfaction, not satisfaction, satisfaction. <laughs> In something that is not meant to be satisfaction for that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's like I bump my toe, but I go put a Band-Aid on my knee. It's like, mm. it may distract me, but it doesn't fix the, the problem. Yeah. And the Band-Aid isn't bad. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, there are so many things. And, and it's so hard to get, I think, adult Christians to understand this. Like, mm-hmm. really, really dyed in wool Christians to understand. It may not be the thing itself that is bad. Like the created thing is like, oh, well, like food isn't bad. <laughs> we need food. Yeah. but it's Some when, people's food is bad. 
Yeah, some we ain't people, about that, some of y'all, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's holidays. We're not going to offend anybody. But like sometimes we can use food mm-hmm. in the incorrect way that like a way that's not how it was intended to be used. Yeah. Then it becomes sin for us. Well, and that's the nature of sin anyway, is taking yes. something that is um, something that God has for you and going about it in your own way. Right. Like seeking or utilizing something for an inappropriate purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it becomes sin when you seek the ends um, by a different means. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, distraction in and of itself, um, like entertainment mm-hmm. can be distracting. Like it, it can have a distracted uh, element to it yeah, yeah. where it's like, Oh, I'm being entertained. Like that's one of the reasons that musical theater boomed during times like, um, like during wars and, and music Why Netflix boom now and right. streaming services it's because oh, we, we need to be entertained and art oftentimes imitates life. And so we get this like catharsis from watching certain stories and characters yeah, yeah. and all of that. So, Art in and of itself, the created things that human beings put their hands to can be entertaining and that's good. But when we use that entertainment to fill a void that really should be filled by something and someone else, that's when it becomes bad. And it's like a lot of people are anti Netflix or anti whatever, whatever it's your thing. But I want to stress that like, it's not necessarily the thing Mm -hmm. that is bad. The thing that you are using to distract uh, may have a good purpose, but you're using it in a way that is counter to what it should be used for. Yeah, that's good. I like, there's a quote by um, C.S. Lewis and he said, um, a mark of a certain type of bad man is that he cannot give up something without making it. So everyone else has to give that up as well. Come on. I think that speaks exactly what you're saying. Like you can't, you can't uh, condemn the thing always, but um, I I don't want this to be, Hey, listen, this is a laundry list of all the ways we failed Um, because we've also, we won. Because the episode would never end. (laughs) (laughs) But we won in some big ways as well. And we were able to, um, process and, and appropriately deal with failure uh, uh, in a lot of big ways this year. And so um, we're going to tell you about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you know someone that needs to hear this, yes. and somebody who's dealing with um, the frustration of the end of the year and not accomplishing all that they've needed to accomplish, please tag them, share this, um, send it to them, yeah. uh, write a letter with the URL in it, and they'll try to click it, but it's a letter, a paper letter, so they can't get in, and they'll call you, and then you have a conversation. Too much. Connection here. We're, we're Too building much connection. Okay, sorry. You're losing uh, them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, share this, please. Yes. Um, okay, so how are Christians supposed to respond to failure, supposed to respond to that emptiness of like, man, I messed up. Mm. Um, one of the ways that I guess I'll lead us with is, is leaning into grace. So grace is God's unmerited favor. That's the uh, church definition. That's the Sunday school definition. Um, so unmerited, you don't deserve it. Favor, God's goodwill towards you, God's um, pleasure towards you, mm-hmm. God's like giving you stuff you don't deserve. And so leaning into God's grace is so important when you fall short because uh, there's a phrase that we say a lot is there's grace for that. And so anytime we fall short in an area that uh, we understand like, Hey, I messed up, but God's still good. And God's still going to turn this around and God's still active and he's still present. And I learned something or Mm -hmm. I'm growing or whatever. Like there's grace for that. Yeah. And I think honestly, this, in this season, grace was something we prayed for very intentionally leading up to the season, um, leading up to our cross country move, we just covered everything in grace. We, we asked our friends and our families to pray in agreement with us yeah. for that just inexplicable favor. There were things we, we asked for that we didn't even know we were asking for. And if you've ever experienced that where it's like, oh my goodness, this is, this is that. Like we prayed for this. We didn't know exactly what we were praying for. Mm-hmm. And I will say every single thing that has happened to us and for us in this season, 
I can like point to a realization of like, this is favor. Yeah. This is that favor of the Lord walking with us, ushering us into situations that we never would have been able to walk into. Very much so. Um, on a, like sometimes I think even apart from our failings, like mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been able to know how good God was in this situation unless we had like fallen short in this situation and yeah. realized how much we were not the ones driving, Come driving on. everything forward. Come on. And so that, um, that grace isn't like a, it's not a, like a, what's the word excuse. It's not like, Oh, there's grace for that. It's no big deal. It yeah. doesn't even, no, it's not that it's like, no, there is, there is tangible oftentimes realized grace, whether it is financial grace or relational grace, professional grace, whatever, however you want to view that or, or describe it. Mm-hmm. It's God's favor to us that yeah. we were able to walk into a situation and say, um, yeah, we don't have anything to bring. We don't have anything to offer, but yet God has bestowed this upon us and allowed yeah. our family to have an influence in this arena. And so, um, I think that, that having those failures, that feeling mm-hmm. those, those falling short moments, um, humbled us. I was, yeah. I'll say humbled me, no, I'll take helped that. me yeah, to me realize like, oh wow, like I don't, I don't have the power that I think I have. Um, I certainly have power in Christ. I have the power to overcome sin in my own heart. And God has shown me many times like, yeah. And how much deeper is that power mm-hmm. than you ever imagined? Like, oh, you, you thought the power to overcome sin, well, that was just like, oh, that was back then. No, like there's still things that I'm pruning from you. There are still things I'm pulling out of your heart. Oh yeah. You don't even realize. And as you allow me to pull those things out of you, you're going to walk in newness of life that you never even imagined. And so like that grace is not just a fluffy saying. Yeah. And I I think we oftentimes, and even at Christmas time, we're like, oh yeah, grace, like God's the greatest gift we ever got. We didn't deserve him. Mm -hmm. Jesus on earth. Like he's, he's our gift of grace. But it's it's so much more real when you understand that that story, that that um, that faith tradition that we walk in is meant for us today. Yeah. And how like like even saying that, oh, well, yeah, Jesus came to earth. Like, do you understand the weight of what you're saying? Like the creator of all creation came and, and dwelled among us like that. That is the biggest miracle to ever um, grasp. And if mm. you can grasp that, then grace is something that's that's um such a fraction of that yeah um and what you said about the failure being grace itself at least that's what i i kind of picked up on is um this this season we really started to look at fall failing and falling in small ways as god's grace yeah like the the quicker that god showed us um the area where we failed and fallen short we had the opportunity to retreat into self-pity or to experience like oh wow the grace, thank you, Lord, you showed me this area that I've mm-hmm. fallen short. And so even failures and falling short and that emptiness is grace mm-hmm. because it's it's meant for something. And yeah. I think yeah. one of the things that, that I was trying to, um, within grace, is like seeking God's point of view on a situation, knowing that uh, failing at something isn't the end all be all when mm-hmm. you're taking that that 10,000 foot view of mm-hmm. like, okay, I I didn't get, you know, I didn't get the vocabulary lesson done for our kids homeschooling today. Is that the end of the world? Right. Like, do I have to dwell in that? Or can I be like, oh, okay, he's going to be learning vocabulary for the rest of his life. So we can probably move on and I don't have to dwell in this. Yeah. Not in a way of, like you said, not an excuse, Mm -hmm. but understanding the grace and God's point of view of like, okay, you learned, you messed up, move forward and stop, stop dwelling and stop being so um, finitely focused. Well, and even like, I will take it to a different level. Like, yeah, you didn't teach them those words on that list today, but did the words that you lived out 
in your relationship with your child? What did that teach? Dang, you went all metaphysical. I mean, I'm just saying like the, like, yeah, you didn't teach them Hmm. what the word comparison meant but were you living in the word and but, were you demonstrating the <laughs> word of god it, sorry but no I just, really I like, felt it. I felt like it there's in. there's a there's a real uh trap that we can get into it's le- it's legalism it's not yep. it's just it's the age old thing but like oh well i check these things time. off the box okay but yeah but did you make that connection yeah. did the thing that the words that they learn like is that gonna affect the relationship you have with them and at the end of the day did they say to themselves like, oh, wow, my, my parent, my, my father cares for me yeah. and wants to teach me these things. Or do they say, oh, yeah, I guess I memorized these words. Yeah. And I think that that understanding of like, even in the absence of our plans working, uh, that still provides yes. an opportunity for growth. Yes. Um, that was a big learning experience at, in this past year. There's actually a book by Henri Nouwen. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Nouwen is how I say it. Um, but uh, talking about that the ministry of absence sometimes yeah. is, is God's ministry. And so like when we have, when Jesus would uh, remove himself or when even Jesus said, it's better for you that I go, like he was providing that space so that the Holy spirit could come in and minister. Mm. And so um, there are so many times where this past year we've had to understand like there's a lack here. We're missing the, like, our plans to travel didn't work out our plans for this move or this thing or whatever didn't work out. But in that lack, God provided something else. Yeah. And if that lack wasn't there, we never would have had the opportunity to X, Y, Z. And so not examine your zipper that (laughs) we never had the chance to examine our zipper if God wasn't there. Um, But I think, yeah, that's, that's so good. Yeah, Um, that's good. One of the other things that um, I learned, and I hate learning this. um, I just do. It's just. Well, maybe if you learned it, you wouldn't have to worry about learning it. I guess. Over and over again. It's something about just the way I'm wired and my flesh fighting against the Lord's like understanding (laughs) that. The journey is the goal. That even sounds lame to say in my mind. Yeah, like, you've said that before. You're like, oh, that sounds like such a lame bumper sticker. It does, but it's so true. Like, God is less concerned about me getting to a, an end point than he is of my constant development and response to him. Mm. And that is so frustrating to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, God, I made it, right? Well, he frustrates the plans of, oh, just <laughs> of the Sorry. proud, right? <laughs> so that's my pride, and I, I repent. Um, I, I, I say that sounds like a joke, but I really do. I'm yes, repenting yeah, of that. Yeah. Um, and so that it's so hard to accept that answer, but it's so necessary, and it's something that I've had to continuously relearn and re-respond to um, God's grace in yeah. that way. So there's a song by, is it Natalie Grant? Oh, no. I don't know. If it's, it's one of the Grants. I feel like it's maybe Hugh? Natalie. No. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Hugh Grant. Oh, Although no. that would be cool if he was related to Amy Grant. Anyway. Ulysses S. Um, so anyway, <laughs> there's a song that she, that uh, I think it's Natalie Grant, that um, the lyrics say, help me want the healer more than the healing. Mm, help yeah, me yeah, want yeah. the savior more than the saving. So honestly, that um, we oftentimes want the lesson. Mm-hmm. God, just teach me the lesson. When really he wants us to want the teacher. He wants mm. us to go to like sit at his feet. The toes. Like to sit down and just mm. take of what he has to offer us, yeah. uh, which is himself. But so often I know I'm like, just, I just want to learn the lesson so that I can move <laughs> on. Like, I just want to teach yeah. me the thing. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. When the whole time he's just like, no, you're supposed to be wanting more of me. That's right. Um, that's why like Jesus Good. didn't. It would have been very easy. And I think there are, there are religions that capitalize on this idea of sending a new set of tablets and a new law, like mm-hmm. just writing it down and boom, it's in the manger. Yep, update it. It's updated. You know, fix the, there's the a bug very, there's a the particular app. religion that actually 
like is the entire premise that somebody just got some magical tablets. But anyway, so like they, but it <laughs> no, would have been new. We redownloaded. Oh, these right. From right. the cloud. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> so it would have been easy. That would have been like a quick fix for yeah. God to be like, okay, yeah, you want, you want a new law. You want new rules to follow. I'll give you new, like he's like a mafia, but I'll give you the new rules, man. <laughs> um, but instead he sent the most unlikely manifestation of grace. That's right. That, and this is a crazy thing. We were just, I've been thinking more about the Christmas story and like the people in it. Everybody that was in the Christmas story that we read about, especially in Luke, like the, the people that were involved in this, this Christmas story, mm-hmm. it was shepherds, yep. like dirty, stinky, smelly shepherds, Outcast. um, unwed teen mom mm-hmm. and her, um, betrothed. And then you have the baby, of course, you have of the course, angels, Jesus. of course, who are otherworldly. And then you have the magi. Mm-hmm. Who come like at a different time. Yeah. But where's the rest of the world? So you have this understanding of like this, this crazy, incredible gift comes to earth this one night. And the only people that we realize are there, like celebrating it and beholding it, are all beholding these like the lamb. misfits, like these just yeah. random people. While the rest of the world was like, I don't know. Yeah, like there was still somebody who had to worry about getting up the next day and going to work into the temple. There it was, was like, like they're going to lose their business the next day. The yep. innkeeper and his wife, like they're kind of, or the innkeeper, I don't know if his wife was there, but like Probably, they're, they're, say. they're part of the story, but they're not part of that Christmas story that we, yeah. we tend to. The tradition, yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like this, this crazy gift of grace came, but yet not everyone was aware of it. And I think what I'm getting to, I know is like a roundabout way to get to no, it. No, you're good. A lot of times the grace that we are seeking, the grace that we think we want in a situation, we will miss it because we're so wrapped up in our own failure, comparing ourselves to others, yeah. um, getting into those cycles of pity and all of that. We will miss it yeah. when it's right there. Like the, the thing that God could have done, the thing that many people were looking for, that didn't happen. And while they were so busy looking for that new law and that, and that like Messiah to come in the way they wanted to, here was this what we call a silent night mm-hmm. where Jesus enters the scene and transforms everything. Yeah. It changes the whole, I, lo- I love that you said, um, we miss it in the moment. Like I was just thinking as you were saying that the, the, one of the names for Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. Right. And that image of like wanting the end goal, wanting the grace, um, wanting the transformative grace without the sanctifying grace. Like mm. I, I want to be Come on. made new, but I don't want to be made <laughs> like I want the new. And so like, wow. in the moment of going through the failures, a lot of times it's hard to see like God's with me in the failure because it's like, well, if God was with me, I wouldn't fail, but that's not the truth. Like God is with me as I fail in order to teach me and to lead me and to, to help me to guide him or guide me back towards him. Mm. And there's, um, there's beauty in that, that, that the, the journey is the goal because what that tells us is that, Yes, you can fall off the the track of your your development, right? You can mm-hmm. you can wander, you can meander. Like there's bad in that of like, ah, I spent this whole season pursuing things that didn't matter, not listening to God or mm-hmm. or going down a, a direction that I knew God wasn't calling me to, but I thought I knew better. And you can you can do that. But because there's there's this dynamic nature to our relationship, all you have to do is turn back around. Come on. Like all you have to do is move towards God because he's constantly moving towards us and so all you have to do is respond to his grace and because the journey is the is the the whole thing it's the way it's not the destination Mm -hmm. like it we are um followers of the way of christ and so if you're walking in the way 
then you don't have to worry about like, ah, I ended up at a different place. It's like, no, you're still in the way. Yeah. You just got to get out the way. Oh, get out the way to be in the way. Come on, Pastor. You mentioned the prodigal son earlier. This like one of the most amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Yes, I did do that. Mm -hmm. It's been done. Um, Yes, I did. One thing that is a keen observation about this story of the son, Mm -hmm. the, the prodigal son, is when he goes back to his father, there's nothing about his situation, or like about his heart condition, about his failures that he cleans up. He mm. literally goes back because he runs out of money. Yep. And he's hungry. Come on. And cold. <laughs> There's nothing about him. It's like, I finally cleaned myself up. I got, I, 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 you know, I repented. And I, I, you know, I realized I did wrong. God, I got I to gotta tell my daddy I did wrong. He does not have that change. Yeah. He goes back because of hunger and want. That's right. That's it. The emptiness that he feels inside is the only thing that leads him back to the father. And mm-hmm. when he turns to go back to the father, on. That's the a whole father thing. does what? You remember what he does? What, what he does do? he do? He That's runs right. after right. his child. And there's a, a yeah. the Rembrandt picture mm-hmm. or painting, I should say, of the, of the prodigal son and the father. I love it because the father has one of his sandals off, mm. which means that he was running with such force and vigor and passion for his that, child that, foot. that his shoe flew off. Come on. And that is the thing. Like, we think the prodigal son, like, got his, got his stuff together. He didn't. He, no. he was empty. And yeah. the only reason he went back to the father and was able to experience the grace of Come that on. fattened calf being killed for him and that party and that celebration is because he was emptied to be filled again. Are you listening to what she's saying right now? Are you listening? Because it's so good. You have to have the emptiness in order to be filled. You got to know the hevel to get to heaven. Oh. Oh. I didn't mean it to sound like that. I didn't mean it to sound like that. But you do need, you got to want in order to be filled. You have to. I mean, that's why in the Magnificat, Mary says he's filled the hungry with good things. Hungry. He he didn't fill the fat with good things because they're already filled up on the fat. The rich he has sent empty Empty away. away. He has sent empty away. (laughs) (laughs) This whole song. Um, That's why that whole Magnificat was outlawed in some parts Mm. of the world because it's like, I don't want to be sent empty away and I'm rich. So you guys can't sing that. And so this idea of our life always being filled and always being full and always living off the fat of the land and always being the success and never experiencing disappointment and never being sick and never, that's not the gospel. The gospel is you're going to be hurt. You're going to deal with pain. You're going to deal with loss. You're going to fail. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Come to me all who are heavy laden, all who are um, weary. weary and I will give you rest. A bruised reed he will not break. So, so in this season, as you are reviewing your 2021 and you're looking at all the unchecked boxes, as you're going back, um, understand you cannot judge your effectiveness by how many tokens of good pleasure you made this, this, this year. You can't be like, oh, sweet, 35 yeses and only 16 no's. I did well. Um, the good outweighs the bad, so therefore I had a good year. Um, you also can't judge your effectiveness by comparing yourself to other people's years. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, well, I only, you know, our podcast only did this much and their podcast is Like you can't do that as a human being and understand God's will for your life. You have to accept those moments of failure, those moments of loss, those moments where you feel disappointed in the outcome. Come on. And know that in those moments, that's God seeking your heart to fill you mm-hmm. in areas where you are looking to be filled by something worldly come on where you are looking to be filled by something that's not meant to fill you and so yes you're going to feel emptiness yes it's going to happen because you were never meant to be filled by those things come on and so 
I, I look at parenting. There's so many times our children want things that they're not supposed to have. They want things. And um, our kids even say, <laughs> I just want this and I'll be happy. And I'm like, no, you won't. And to, to show you, I'm not going to give it to you. You're not going to get that thing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to learn that there's something greater for you mm-hmm. than this thing you think you want. And that's me as an earthly, selfish, stubborn, sinful father. And I do that for my kids. And so how much more does God do that for us? Come on. So here's the thing. And I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and we're out. No, you may feel this emptiness greatly. Mm-hmm. You, may, you may have lost a business this year. You may have or lost clients. Yeah. Um, you couldn't travel. You couldn't do all these projects you had lined up, you know, January 1st of this year. It's like, man, and, and that's okay. This is something we have to be willing to embrace and understand that empty manger mm-hmm. was meant to be filled. And in being filled with the greatest manifestation of grace, yeah. we can now experience the fullness of joy in the Lord because God is with us. He is for us yeah. and he is among us for our good and for his glory. And so as you feel this emptiness, as you recount the many instances of heaven, all of it is vanity, chasing after wind and grasping at nothing. Yeah. Think on these things. Think on the promises. Think on what is not yet seen, but promised. Mm-hmm. Think on the things that are not yet felt and touched and tasted, yet we behold them by faith. That's right. In grace as we, as we progress into glory with God. Come on. And as you do this, we pray and we hope that you looking forward to next year doesn't lead you to have this, this sudden urge to write a list and I got to have all these things. I got to have this new resolution. I got to be this new person and a you know, new, new year, new me. We pray that this causes you to do exactly what those shepherds did when they heard like, oh, we must go and see this great thing that has happened. Mm-hmm. We pray that this, this moves you to go and see the truth of who God is for you yeah. and who he has always meant for you to be in him. Come on. And so as you join in with this, this chorus that's been going on for all eternity, you're not doing it out of a sense of like duty or obligation, but out of true hunger mm-hmm. and thirst for righteousness. Yeah. Oh, so good. And, um, you know what, as we are looking forward to uh, 2022 and we're looking forward to bringing you great content and we're looking forward to growing in grace with you, um, if you want to walk alongside us in our ministry through this next year, uh, please think about joining the Inner Circle. And what that is is a group of folks who have um, really covenanted with us to help support the ministry and who are uh, there to get all sorts of also cool perks. Because, you know, when you're walking along people, alongside people you get the perk of being near them and and the stuff that comes with that so um think about joining go to uh, www.patreon.com slash nixon podcast and you can uh, join at any tier at a bunch of tiers but not tiers but (laughs) we've had some tears but not those tears um so yes think about joining that and becoming a part of our inner circle yes also if you notice we have some really cool uh shirts on today some really we do i mean we wanted to close down our 2021 wearing some pretty stylish threads so if you are interested in learning more about this um you might not be able to see it right here but we will include um how you can get your own shirt just like this from taj's Mm tie-dye and we'll put that in the comments and you can go ahead and connect with taj and learn about his mission and all of that that's right uh, we hope Mm -hmm. that this year has been something that you can uh, embrace 
God's grace through. Mm-hmm. And we pray and we hope that as we move into the next year that you will be uh, walking in grace and, and embracing all of that as well. Um, what's our sign off? I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm like, <laughs> and, we uh, hope, and here we go. And we hope that this episode has connected you <laughs> to living truth. Be, be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.